Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. Hello, you're very welcome to this Sights and Sounds episode from the Sonia O'Sullivan Cove 10 Mile Road Race in Cork. Each year, we bring the podcast recording kit to a different group of races to capture the energy, crack and the occasion of all of these moments. And Sonia's race in Cove really is her homecoming dance with runners from all over the world, all levels, gathering to run the same streets and hills that she built her talent on all those years ago, while the great people of Cork are there to cheer everyone on from the sidelines. It really is something else. And this year's race boasted big-name international athletes like Aoife Cook, McClossey and Michelle Finn, and the biggest turnout in the history of the race itself. All very understandable for a race as fun as this with the greatest Irish track athlete of all time. The thing nobody could believe, though, was that after a week of biblical wind and rain in Cove, there was only the slightest breeze on Sunday morning and the sun was splitting the stones. I couldn't believe it when I pulled back the curtains. The first person I bumped into when I headed down to the start line was, of course, the dynamo behind the whole race itself, Heather Sillett. Heather Sillett, great to see you. Heather, fantastic to see you. How are we? We are. Look, we're so excited. I know that you must be... You must be too. Like Absolutely. all the work is done now. Yeah. It's now it over the. It all leads up to this. Yeah. Exactly. It's all for this. We got the weather, which yeah. is the main thing. So yeah. Thanks for Best having us. Luck. Yeah, we'll You're see you afterwards. Now. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> it's not long now till that gun goes off, and runners are whizzing back and forth on the road, doing their warm-ups in their brand new Irishman running abroad singlets. Singlets from all around the country are flying. The colour, the sound is amazing. Sonia flies past doing her strides and race director Terry Murphy with a clipboard in hand stops for a chat. Terry Murphy is here with me. You can hear the buzz on the start line. Terry, how many months of work has gone into this? Oh, I think uh, I think uh, 2022 race, the following day, it starts. Really? Oh, yeah, and... Uh, yeah, back in action again, and we're lucky. Sonia has the gift of the weather, some, God. Some contacts. And, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, well, ready look, to go. We're looking forward to it. We're 10 minutes away from the from the gun. Terry, thanks so much for everything. We're really looking forward to it. Cheers, yeah, and Cheers. thanks a million to you and all the lads in the no podcast. Worries. You've been Not fantastic. Not at all. Suddenly, it's all getting very crowded as uh, names and faces I've known from Sonia's Round the Parish shout-outs start appearing from everywhere including Kira Cullen from Donna Bate who's doing her first ever Cove 10 I'm here with Kira now I mean this is like this is the dream right? It's my first Cove 10 miles so today I'll get a PB I'm alright and then next year I'll have the pressure on me instead well, It's warm isn't it? It's a lot warmer than Do you know it, it's slightly Larn like yes. can I say that? <laughs> Don't mention the war. Costa del Cove. What's the story here? Look, I hope you have loads of fun and we'll talk to you afterwards. Thanks, Dar. Best of luck to you. 
the Vaseline is being slapped on the foreheads and armpits and thighs. And the final few stretches are getting done. And who should I bump into? Only my nemesis from last year, the one and only Michael Kinnahan. Mick Kinnahan is uh, stretching out the calves here, leaning against a wall. This time last year, he was bullying to beat me around this track. Even though I had COVID, he was like, a win's a win. Mick, are you looking forward to this one? Different, different attitude this year. Absolutely. I'm not, not throwing down that challenge. It's all about going to get Rojo. Oh, I'm, really? out, I'm out to get Rojo oh this my year. God. Why do you need something like that to motivate I you? I don't know. It's a sickness inside. That's all yeah, I can say, John. You're okay. Did it's, you get enough hugs as a kid? I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all good fun at the end of the day we're all, we're all here to have a bit of crack and drive each other on and a much bigger turnout than previous yes. year the, the previous year I'm just seeing it it's absolutely rammed here you can see the Cove team taking their photo over there and just the hum at a start line you just can't beat it I'm, uh, I'm just excited to have the crack and just run this thing absolutely. at a nice easy pace uh, and get ready for London so uh, great to see you and yeah, great yeah. to the thing that looks fantastic absolutely not skin coloured Absolutely, look, big, the last one was great, this one's so much better. <laughs> Very good, well hopefully that's the same for this race, Mick, thanks so much. Thanks, and with that, I am ready to go to the start line, but before we head over there, I grab one final word with the Irishman running abroad team manager, Andy Tracy, and my own family team manager, Tina, and of course Mikey. Tina and Mikey are here with Andy Tracy, team uh, team manager Andy Tracy. Great to have you here. Nice to be here. And you've got all the spare singlets and socks and Vaseline in the bag. I have indeed. I've got sun cream. Anyone want sun cream? Want sun cream? Sun cream. Do you have it? I have it. This man. This guy. I, I'm okay for sun sure? cream. Don't worry. I, for some reason, I neither tan or burn. Yes. Isn't that right, Tina? <laughs> yeah, 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 Mikey's yeah. here as well. He's been doing the photographing. He's yeah. been the videographer for the day. Uh, ten cents photo. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, we've got to head down here. I can yeah, feel the. Yeah, well, I hope it's a great race. There. Just Thank take it under your game. Yeah, I'll be taking a, a very different scenario, Tina, to last year. Well, I just got slagged off there because someone was saying to me that. Remember, I asked you last year, would he ever do a marathon? And I was like, absolutely no way. And they're like, well, he's doing. Them doing now. two now. Yeah. running alongside me today is a man who's been doing my long runs with me in the phoenix park each and every week it's the ultrasound irishman abroad legend mr steve daly and steve has the 360 camera out right away to film the whole thing and in fact you can watch that whole film over on patreon if you are a member yeah this is the sights and sounds and we've done an awful lot this year to make sure that you get the sights too so if you couldn't be there and you want to see what it all looked like head over to patreon.com forward slash irishman abroad and watch this uh, documentary piece that we've done of the race i think you're going to love it but ronan wogan is standing on top of his van it can only mean one thing it's time to go We're both humming along at this point. First three kilometres of this thing is downhill, just like the London Marathon. So we're pulling the reins hard at this point. As predicted, we are going a tiny bit quick. <laughs> I don't know, I want to wind it in a little bit, I think. Are you ready? Yeah. It's a long way to go. 
I'm dead. The Russian bloods that I had last year at this point was immense. So you just think, fucking doing it. I'm running Sonia's rage. And I had COVID two weeks ago. Last year was a different ballgame. As you can hear, two things are very different this year. The pace that I'm running and the microphone I'm using. Uh, I'll definitely be changing that up for London. Vinnie Mulvey, our coach for the last few months, will join me later on to talk about why including a race like this in your Sunday long run is such a good idea for anyone training for a marathon. And the mic, well, that's another story. Uh, If I've learned anything from this race, it's that in London I'll be recording with the phone. But I did manage to capture maybe the most emotional part of the whole race I find every year. Uh, the traditional music that's being played at kilometre seven has a special meaning. The sound of Ashley Murphy. Try it, friends. There really is so much to this race that you can't really put across in the audio throughout, especially if you're hustling along at it, trying to do the best you can. The tiny kids with their own little water station set up, doling out high fives and jellies. The elderly couples in their deck chairs cheering and roaring you on. And honestly, just the camaraderie among the runners dragging each other along on this hilly course. Sure, there are hills. As they say on the poster, get over it. The run to the finish really makes it all worth it. And I think I captured some of it here. race as anyone will tell you is an absolute blur people coming up from all angles including Sonia herself hard to grab a moment with anyone and of course as I said with my microphone failing me uh, Mikey throws me my phone and I started to capture some moments with some of the people who had just completed this great race Did you have an okay time yourself? Oh, it was a bit of a roller coaster out there, you know, but um, it was a bit rough, but uh, it was, I enjoyed it overall, you know, yeah. it was, um, I suppose when you, it's worth it when you come into the finish line. Yeah, and, you see um, all this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky, I suppose, because I know the roads, so I know the good sections. You know the good spots, <laughs> yeah, So yeah. when there was good sections, I really gave it <laughs> all I had. Well, look, congratulations. We'll talk about it more later on. But, but it's uh, fabulous to see like, the people here in the promenade afterwards and everybody is so happy, you exactly. know, and they've all that's had a good time out there and, and that's what it's all about, you know. Sorry, I mean, for, for me to, to run it, it's like, you know, every year I say it's the last one. Really? Because <laughs> I mean, it is hard. I mean, 10 it miles, is. it's a long way and yeah. you, do, you do have to prepare for it. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, when you see this and you're a part of it, I don't know it feels good to run it I think because then you understand it and you get the feeling of you know why everyone is so happy and joyous afterwards and it's also a celebration of you (laughs) 
of what you did and what you've done for this town. Well, I can't really, you'll never say that. You'll never reflect in No, that but way. you do feel the energy out there, you know, yeah. for when I'm running along and, you know, in the middle of, you know, all sorts of people and the, the cheers out there were absolutely amazing. amazing. So many pockets of good cheers and they were the ones that definitely gave me a lift today and, exactly. you know, they get you going and yeah. then you fall in the hole again you got to get yourself back out. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I look forward to the donkey later on and, uh, yeah, congrats again, Sonia. Thank you, and well done, Gerald. Maura McDonald is here with me. It must be buzzing, right? Uh, absolutely high as a kite. Um, <laughs> we thought the weather couldn't get better than last year, but you know what? Yeah, amazing. So you so, and Ashley pacing each other over the Well, not really, of... but she told me she had me in her sights the whole way. Very good. And uh, that was a bit inspiring. So when she passed me at about nine and a half miles, I went, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I better get my act together here. Well, so Maura. the two of us come in after each other, one after the other. And she did beat me for a finish. And I'm very proud of her. Well, look, will you be back next year? Totally, totally. It is addictive, isn't it? Once you come once, you got to keep coming. Yeah, well, next year I'll be 60. So I'm thinking of doing a marathon for my 60th oh, birthday. Oh, wow. Well, look, and we'll be right we'll, there beside yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Fair Thank you so much. Congratulations, Maura. Take care. People are absolutely buzzing coming over this line. The emotion that pours out onto the streets of Cove after this race. Really, really beautiful to see. The next person I bump into is race director Terry Murphy and Irishman running abroad legend James Carty. James Carty, the first Irishman abroad home. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, yeah. My, my, mile seven was a bit of a killer. That's the killer, yeah. right? That's but the then I got, got, got a second wind after that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was hoping to get under the hour, but I just was over it. But yeah, we'll come well, back next year. Still we some running for a man who didn't start out running in life. He was a footballer in a previous life. Oh. Terry, you must be delighted with the outcome here. Absolutely, yeah. Fantastic turnout. Weather was here again. Um, bigger and, than ever. And an awful lot of that is down to the podcast and our old IRA group, you know? <laughs> ah, yeah. So, uh, I know, it's down to your work now, yeah, let's be yeah. honest. You no. create this thing and people come down. We tell people about it, that's what we do. But when they hear about it and they get to experience it, James, as you have for the first time. Yeah, yeah well, I actually listened to the episode from last year and uh, just to get, get it back in my thoughts, I really built the excitement, but... I'd like to thank Trevor Cummins, who's been coaching me, and he actually paced me. He was on his long run today, basically. Paced me for the first half, and then he went off and left me because he's too fast. But, <laughs> he's too fast. Yeah, but he's a uh, brilliant coach, so thanks very much. So, James Carty, first Irishman I brought home. Who won it? Today, today. it was, it was uh, Jake O'Regan from Ennis. Good Regan. Uh, another Regan. Uh, absolutely uh, fantastic. Uh, Jake mentioned to me as soon as he came over the line that he thought it was... Like a mini Dublin City Marathon. The atmosphere was so good around the course and the bands and the music and uh, yeah, he loved it. And the first woman home? First woman home was Aoife Cook. Of course. And of course Aoife uh, used to coach us here and coach us here in the club. Very good. And broke the course record. Magic. We uh, had a brief word with her after the line. So uh, we'll catch you at the Roaring Donkey later on. We'll catch you in a minute. Fantastic. This race, I think, is a real masterclass in how to organise a race from every single detail, from the barriers to the bands to the crowds and the gift bag afterwards and mug. A man who knows a thing or two about organising a race is Jack Ryan, and I bumped into him as well. 
Jack is a man that organised this race. A fella who's you know, one of these people that we all rely upon to have our park runs on Saturday. Jack's central to the Tullamore park run that we took part in earlier in the year. What do you make of this? Oh, it's just absolutely lovely day. It's an absolutely wonderful course. It's tough, but it's absolutely wonderful. And just everyone out and just been so kind and friendly really helped me get through it. Yeah, how did you get on? Uh, yeah, no, I was very happy. This is my first time I'll run. A bit like yourself, Jar. I was injured till about six weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, about an hour and 30. So, for the first one of the year, I'm very happy. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. And, of course, new arrival. Whole life flipped on its head. Congratulations. Oh, yeah, it was How great. are you finding that? Yeah, no, absolutely wonderful. It's just nice. To, uh, you know, it's just a, such a different vibe coming down with the baby. And, uh, you know, you kind of enjoy it in a different way. So. Yeah, of course. Put things in perspective. Jack, we'll see you up at the Roaring Donkey, I assume, later on. Uh, yeah, maybe again with the baby, I have to see, but yes, yeah. maybe. Put the baby behind the bar. Oh, well. Be fine. Be a fresh there. Alan O'Shea from Bantry with a brilliant time of 53.41 in third place. And so it was on to the promenade for the presentation of the prizes. But I know the question you're all wondering is I need closure on whether Mick Kinnahan actually caught Ronan Johns and won this battle between these two titans of athletics. Let's find out. Mick Kinnahan didn't get enough hugs as a child. (laughs) Needs to beat Rojo to compensate. Did it happen? I, I just want to state for the record two things. That my parents loved me very, very much. <laughs> Too much. And and there's a scoreless rumour going around that Rojo bet me. Yeah. I, I want yeah. I want to completely deny it. Uh, you know, as was said on your as would be said on your other podcast, fake news, fake no, all joking aside, the Rojo. So he buried me. You put you in your place, yeah. Oh, race tactics. He, he was coached by Mary DeBar beforehand. Yeah. He was he was there. I, I wish I could put across in the audio the size of the smile on Rojo's <laughs> face at this moment. Lads, I love it. Anything that motivates people to run makes me happy. So It got very emotional, though, because we were coming up to the end, and like I really thought Mick was going to win because he's a stronger runner. But he goes... You go, kid! You go! You got me! You got me! And I was like, oh, man, come on! It's real Wilson! And the crack doesn't stop there. One of the things that nobody tells you about the Sonia Sullivan 10-mile road race uh, for Ballymore Cove Athletic Club is that you don't just get to run with Sonia O'Sullivan. You also get to party with Sonia O'Sullivan afterwards at the post-race party at the Roaring Donkey, which also includes me and Sonia standing at the bar with microphones and me quizzing her on when the Gardaí last stopped her for speeding. And, uh, it was 1993, you know, it was so, so memorable. And, uh, <laughs> and, so I was in a bit of a rush because obviously I was running late. And this car closed me over in a small town because you know, back then we used to have to drive through small towns on the way to Kildare and Dublin and uh, you forget that you had to slow down a little bit. So he pulls me over anyway, the lights go on and he gets out, walks around the car and he's taking his time and he comes over and uh, I ran down the window and I'm sweating, you know, and like heart's going up to 90. And he goes, ah, he says, pity you weren't going that fast against the train. <laughs> Right now, that guard is telling that story. 
On the night, we also had the opportunity to honour some members of the club and the Irishman running abroad wider community who have done amazing things this year, including Seamus McAteer, who won the Spirit of the Club Award, who, as you know, if you listen to the show, does an incredible amount for the show and the community and everyone who listens to us here. Uh, We also honoured Andy Tracy, who you heard from earlier, the team manager, who again is the spirit of our club and our community. And an award for resilience went to Ashling de Maison, who has overcome incredible difficulties this year to run amazing times and do amazing things and as always just be such a fundamental pillar of what we do. Athlete of the Year, though, went to Pete Howie, a name who you consistently hear on this show because of the stunning, stunning running that he's been doing this year, which he puts down to one woman, Mary DeBarra, at the Ballymore Cove Athletic Club. So shout out to everyone at the club, uh, Terry Murphy and Heather Sillard in particular, who just did an incredible job of putting this whole event together. Now we'll get a word with Sonia the day after, now that the dust has settled. Talk to Jar on 1850 715 815. So, Sonia, it's the evening after the day before. What an unbelievable weekend. How are the legs today? Yeah, not too bad, actually. I'd arranged to meet a few runners at Photo this morning uh, Helen Carr and a few from mainly from Rahini Shamrocks. A few of them were heading on the road straight away after, and uh, they were looking to do a recovery run today. So, I was tossing up where we were going to go. And um, it was perfect because often, you know, the morning after, the day before, you can wake up and you don't really plan to go for a run. And I hadn't planned to go for a run. And I was wondering, you know, was it the right thing to do or not? Um, But it was actually great. And even even though it was hobbling along for the first, you know, few minutes, um, you eventually start to feel normal. And at a nice, slow conversational pace, you feel great when you finish and um, yeah. because we were out at Fota Island I was able to go into the, the hotel has a really nice um, spa so because when I got up it was a lot cooler than it was yesterday morning and it was the wind was making it feel cooler there was no sun in sight big grey cloud <laughs> and um, so I yeah threw in my swimsuit and decided I was going to go into they have a lovely water therapy thing in there beautiful, um, beautiful. so I was really looking forward to that because then you can also go in the steam room and warm up and, you know, then you're warm for the rest of the day. <laughs> so yeah. I was in recovery mode this morning and the run was perfect. Um, it was the perfect, you know, sometimes you just need a time to be somewhere to, to get mm. the day started. And um, yeah, I mean, we just ran around. We didn't even talk too much about the run yesterday. We just, you know, ran around and it was lovely to be able to run with people who were running at a very nice, easy pace and who had all run the run yesterday. So all in the mood for recovering. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to kick into my recovery quite quickly after the big race. Obviously, I had to do 10 kilometers prescribed by Vinny after the race, which is probably the strangest experience I've ever had because you didn't want to do nothing. You, you would rather do anything else nearly after a race like that. Uh, but I kicked in my 10K with the help of Noel Carr and James Carty. And uh, it really, uh, it really, really felt amazing. I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't think I could do it, but got it done. And just like the experience you had today, the legs thank you for it that evening and the next day. What we're about to talk about and what Vinny is going to jump on and talk about is these final 
two weeks, 20, well, 20 days until the London City Marathon. And maranoia is what they say will kick in at this point. Uh, my understanding of maranoia, Sonia, is that it's paranoia around the race itself. So this can include and present itself in all manner of ways. Have you experienced it yourself or is it just something that you get asked about a lot? No, that's a new word for me. No, I have not heard that word before. Um, I suppose the more people that are running marathons, the more terms and words that we can come up with to describe how people feel, you know, in the as the days become less like what's your countdown clock down to now? Uh, 20 days to go, 19 when this goes right. out. <laughs> right, OK, we're getting down to the low numbers. We'll be in single digits soon and then you'll really oh, be getting God. nervous. But it's right yeah. when, you know, you start to you're trying to plan and you're trying to put everything in place. And so you question everything, you know, is this what mm. I'm going to do? Is this right? So you question absolutely everything. And also a bit like I was feeling before the cold 10 mile race is that you start to feel things start to hurt you know you start feeling these weird niggles that yeah they're like phantom injuries you know it's like it's like your mind knows that your body's about to do something so it starts to send out these signals um you know questioning you know am i am i really going to be able to do this or not and you know the ability to block that out especially in the days leading up because in the morning of the race you know adrenaline just takes over and that just right. all goes out you know but these little extra worries that can come into your head can make you doubt yourself a little bit. And I think you just have to keep reminding yourself of, you know, all the good training that you've done, all the long runs that you've put in. And, you know, when you stand on the start line, you just got to, you know, remind yourself that you, you decided that you wanted to do this and <laughs> you, you've worked for it. So now you yeah. have to go out there and deliver. Yeah. And uh, you said to me over the weekend when I said, uh, uh, my biggest fear at this point is picking up an injury um, like that's part of the paranoia that you've got something in your whatever about the phantom injuries. And what I've also heard is that this maranoia, this newly coined term is a catch all for um, being cranky, uh, being unable to stop eating, being unable to sleep. Some of the things that we mentioned in the tapering episode, but the fear that creeps in around getting injured you had an answer for that and that was tuning into what your body's telling you is that right yeah i mean you really have to listen to your body and you know even though there will be these like phantom fake injuries or niggles that you start to feel you have to be able to decipher you know what's real and what's not real and you know you just have to you know if if you need to take a day off then take a day off or if you you know you all the work is pretty much done now and so you can juggle the days around to suit how you're feeling. Um, but the best thing, I think, is to keep moving. And so you have to keep the system going and you have to keep the routine going. You're just doing a little bit less all the time. The, you're still maintaining a little bit of intensity, a little bit of marathon pace. Um, but you just try not to overthink it too much and just go mm. out there, you know, just kind of be relaxed. And in, I mean... There must be some way to enjoy the taper, you know, enjoy the having not having to run 10K after, you know, running 10 miles and things like that. Yeah. Um, it was funny yesterday. I was inside in a cafe, um, sea salt down in the middle of town and ordering lunch. You know, I'm wondering where you'd got to. And um, 
sent you a message and called you and get no reply. And next thing I see you running past the window. <laughs> He's still out <laughs> no running. Way. And this still is like, you know, that's normally what I would be doing, you know, whereas yesterday, you know, I'm at the end of the race and I was talking to Trevor Cummins and uh, he's asking me, he said, what, what are you doing now? And I'm like, I'm not running. No more running. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Whereas normally I'd be the first one to want to keep running and, you know, put in the warm down and everything else. But um, I was definitely beyond that yesterday. <laughs> Enough. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the amount of cove humor I got as I did that uh, cool down run, because it really was just me doing it by the end. I don't know how many people from cove told me I could stop running now. <laughs> <laughs> that the race was over but it honestly it does like it does breed a certain confidence when you're the last man out there right when you feel like well everyone else has quit and i'm still going here yeah we have one yeah we have one long run to do and that is on saturday easter saturday in the phoenix park meeting in the car park next to the zoo at 9 a.m and we have 22 hardy irishman running abroad members lined up to do it i I know not all of you are going to make it i know that some of you have just signed up as a vote of confidence that you're behind this thing but i look forward to seeing all of you then Vinny mulvey is going to join me in a moment for uh, this week's edition of london calling Uh, but that's it sonia that's it for our sights and sounds of cove episode thank you so much and uh have you you had your meeting yeah we have a couple of shout outs here (laughs) before we go absolutely yeah um even though i had my run this morning with um helen and uh, a few of the others and then this evening i actually met up with our competition winner um who won the prize was um there was a prize for those entering into there was a deadline to enter ingrid and and ken no, no, this is a different competition. We had a club competition oh. as well. And the winner okay, right. um, was the, the prize was a training session with me. And um, <laughs> so, believe it or not, we did it tonight. Oh, amazing. <laughs> it was. So the winner was Felicity McGrath and she was from the Ahada Running Club, which is just across the water from Cove. When you're over in Ahada, you can clearly see the Cove Cathedral. And... Um, so the options for me was I said, well, I can come Monday night or we can do it in the summer. And they decided that, yep, Monday night is perfect. So my day was still going tonight. I uh, went over to Ahada and we met up and the Ahada Running Club were all out in their running singlets, a uh, bright, luminous green. And um, we met at the Ahada Pier and they went for a run down along the water. And it was beautiful. It was still, the wind had died down. Um, I didn't go for a run. I I was kind of dressed like, you know, if I felt like I had to, I would have. Um, but there were a few who were walking, so including Felicity, because she had run yesterday as well. And um, I said, oh, yeah, I'll come for a walk. That would be great. So the runners all headed off and we walked down to the bridge. And then when the runners started coming back, then we turned around and came back. So. Yeah, that was kind of my, I suppose, completion of the the Cove 10 Mile was to uh, award the prize of myself to the Ahada Running Club for an evening. (laughs) And uh, it was beautiful. 
Lovely, lovely. Well, congratulations to them and what a great prize. And I imagine you'll be doing the same thing next year as conversations will turn to uh, next year's race. I, I can't wait for it. If you listen to this episode and you thought to yourself, how the hell did I miss out on this? Uh, the details will go up. I will share them with everybody again and we'll get those uh, entries in nice and early. I've already booked my Airbnb gambling on the weekend that it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be great. Roll on 2024. Sonia, thank you so, so much for this episode and for everything over the past year. Uh, we will talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. Have a good week and the countdown begins. The real countdown. <laughs> real countdown begins now. Nineteen days to go to London. It is Maranoia time, as I said, with Sonia after a really great weekend. So much positive vibes coming off the back of another brilliant weekend in Wicklow. Vinnie Mulvey is here with me again to talk some sense into me to get my head straight, or at least that's what I'm hoping. Vinnie, what did you make watching uh, Cove from afar? You had the experience of loads of our listeners abroad just seeing the whole thing from uh, Instagram and the likes. Yeah, it looks amazing. Um, I, I was hoping to go down, as we mentioned before, and then last week I kind of hurt my calf a little bit, and I, I, I said to you, I, 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 I can't go down. So I was kind of a little, there was a little bit of FOMO going on, you know, but <laughs> it looked great. Like the crowds were fantastic, and even the videos up uh, on YouTube of uh, you out, on the course, like, and, and that gave me a great feel for it because, you know, we all see the, the finish line and all the posts and the starting line and stuff, but it's great. It was great to see the back country lanes and stuff and, and, or, or back roads, I should say, and, and the people handing out water and stuff like that, giving you everyone a shout and, and their tick cork accents, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, no, it was uh, very special. And I, I followed your instructions. The plan was to run a very, very handy. Uh, and despite that first three kilometers, which really catches so many people out because it is just downhill, quite like London itself. Uh, this 3K start off where you think, oh, my God, my legs are amazing. I'm going so fast and I didn't even realize I could run this quick. I resisted the urge. Myself and Steve Daly trotted around for the first I guess the first 10 of it and the seven is the tough one that everybody talks about because it's really is a vertical kilometer uh, and felt like right as rain. Now, I wanted to ask you about that because obviously there is a fine line here, isn't there, where you can you nearly start getting too confident, can you, Vinny? Yeah, well, usually like the fitter you get, usually the finer that line becomes, you know, so um you're always on a fine line, but like you've had your sickness, you got that out of the way, you know, that's hmm. always the thing I'm paranoid about people coming close to the marathon is just don't get sick, don't get sick, you know, so hmm. like talking about paranoia and stuff, like I'm always telling people this is the period where the weather, like at this time of year, the weather's changing and you can very easily under dress you know either mm -hmm. while you're running or, or just going to the shop or whatever you know and you're going ah i won't wear the coat today or i won't wear the jacket you know it's sunny out and but it, it might be a bit cooler than you actually think you know i like to be a little bit paranoid with that kind of stuff and say look mm -hmm. wrap up 
you know, you don't have to go out wearing gloves and hats and stuff, but, you know, just wrap up. And um, if you're doing your runs, don't hang around after your run in a wet T-shirt for too long. Like the second you finish it, change into a, a different T-shirt or sports bra, whatever it is, you know, and, and just change as quick as you can and get warm, you know, get into a hot mm. shower as quick as you can, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's very straight down the line stuff, but it is so funny that... Uh, when I talked to everybody at the at the race, they were saying, this is the stuff, Vinny. This is your gold. <laughs> I mean, this maranoia thing is a recognized problem for people in this final three week window because your head plays fuck with you. It starts telling you all kinds of things. Sonia's already covered the potential for the phantom injury. What do you see with your clients in terms of the mind game of this maranoia in the final two weeks oh so many different um i get so many different issues i suppose or or, or scenarios you know like one is you'll get the person who just wants to get this over with because they're knackers you know mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. I, I, i've trained really yeah, they started to hate it and they're like i just want to get this done you know yeah. and, and that it, i it, i don't like seeing that you know but i i like I obviously understand it, but you do like to kind of try and get the person to the line a little undercooked rather than overcooked, you know. So that that's one thing I I, I get. Then you start getting people going. Like, I I don't think I've I've done enough, you know. Mm. And I or or the a big one is people. The closer you get, they start here listening to those voices. Like no, no, I I can't break three hours or I can't break four hours or whatever it is. Whereas mm. For 16 weeks, they've been like, that's my goal. I think I'm doing well. And then suddenly they go, I, I, I don't know if I'm up for this because they're afraid of committing on the day because it's a long way, like you know, and, and you're like, I, I'm committing to this pace and I don't want to blow up. And maybe maybe I'll, maybe I'll shoot for 410 and see how I get on. We brought up the leaving cert analogy uh, last week and there is something there if whatever country you're listening to this in the final exam analogy is is solid here because you always have those people that are like oh i haven't studied enough i haven't covered enough i better read more yeah and then you've got those people who are like fuck this it'll be holidays next week <laughs> not yeah. doing anything else and people then- who, like like i said about people who start doubting themselves they're like oh jesus like I, I, I want to get into, into I want to get into law in whatever in yeah. in Trinity or whatever. Yeah. Who am I maybe, kidding? Maybe maybe I'll go for arts and UCD. You know, yeah. it doesn't work. I'll out. drop down to pass on the last day. That yeah, was the thing, like right? I'm not. Gonna, I've done honors maths all year. It hasn't worked out. I'm going to do yeah. pass. But like, uh, but like like the leaving certs, you realize in time that it, it's not it's it's not the be all and end all. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just have to do your best and, and but like like i just always tell people like i've a good few people booked in with me now for next week um rotterdam is on yes uh, coming up and manchester marathon is coming up as well and uh, i have a few people booked in and, and i guarantee you that they they'll be kind of sounding me out about a few things like and like i just did this session last week at how what time should i be aiming for and I, I, you know, I, I always just say to people, just trust the training and trust your coach or the plan you've been given, and trust the training uh, and just 
know where you're at and be confident and just go for it, you know. Um, I mean, it's 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 simple, but it's solid. I mean, it is that like you you have what you have at this point. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and you, keep the positive mantras going mm-hmm. right on the starting line in the race. Now I'm doing this. I, I didn't. I would. I didn't work my bollocks oh. off basically the last few months to not do this. You know. Mm. So you begged be me. You begged me last week not to go too fast at this thing in Cove. And yeah. honestly, when I started to turn the screw at about, I think about 12, maybe 13, I can't remember. But definitely I hit the water. You turn onto the water, you come down a hill. People will be able to see it in the video. I'm going to post the video if people want to. It's a short kind of summary video that Steve Daly, massive thanks to Steve Daly, helped put together for me and shot the whole thing. Great you can video. It's a great video and it really does take you into the race yeah. and you can nearly hear it that the wind is in my cells and I'm just like, fuck it. I have this in my legs. I can't believe how good I feel. Uh, and this is where I brought up the kind of difficulty with confidence that in as much as these races are a kind of a pre-show or a, a dress rehearsal for the big thing on April 23rd in London, you you mentioned to me in a text that we don't know what 35k is going to look like for me yet. The reason I said that was that that was the second part of my text. The first part said um, you really need to be strict with the paces in London. You know, um, like it's it's grand doing a 10 mile race and throwing caution to the wind, just saying whatever. I'll throw in a quick k here or whatever hmm. because you're only going 10 miles, like you know. Yeah. But um, in a marathon, you can't be that flippant you know so you have to be you have to stick to the paces that you're 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 doing and if you get to like 6k and you're like oh jesus i'm running i'm running 501s here like this is you know you need to say oh no stick to the plan because we don't know what you're going to be like at 35k like you've you've done a few 29ks i purposely had you doing a longer you did a 5k warm-up yesterday and a 10k cool down you know and some people i assume some people said to you geez that's gas or that's mad or whatever but you need you needed a you it was a kind of a trick in your brain into right you, you're doing time on your feet and you're getting like i think mm. that's 31k or something or whatever yeah. over the day so you're going to do a, a longer run 32k this weekend so i think you'll be fine but you know we just don't know what your body's going to be like you know mm. and, and even if you've done 35k runs in training you still don't know what you're going to be like at that point in on the day you know see i think that some of this like what you're saying here and all of this stuff is the cure for maranoia like if you are training for dublin rotterdam manchester wherever you're going you're obviously going to have worries but putting in this kind of thought and these kind of chats with somebody in the know like Vinny, it seems to be the thing that's helping ease it for me. So would you go along the lines, Vinny, on top of that of going, start planning your meal afterwards, start putting in things that you won't have to worry about, locking things in that could potentially be weighing on your mind in the days and weeks leading up. Get them out of the way. Yeah, well, look, whatever you want to do after race, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
but uh, you know, go for a rake of points, whatever you want. I don't know, but um, uh, you know, you should be. Everything else should be like completely. You should know exactly where you're going to be the whole time that weekend. Like you know, where am I going to eat? Like you should be booking restaurants now. If you haven't already, you know, you should know where you're staying, obviously. Um, like, what time are you getting up at all those days? What time are you going to bed at? Like, if you, you lock that in and say, right, I'm going to bed 10 o'clock at the latest on the Friday or whatever. You know, mm. that that's it. When it gets to 10 o'clock, you're, you're in bed. The mm. phone is off. You know, and that's it. And all of those little things help. I mean, I often made the the wedding analogy uh, with this, the start, (laughs) working back from the day, working back from that start line, going backwards, going through it. We've got so much more to talk about, Vinny, in the weeks to come in the the, like we're now in the teens. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there anything that I'm going to be surprised by, in your opinion, over the next couple of weeks? No, I wouldn't say so. If anything, you're probably going to be surprised by how good you feel, I hope, you know. You've kind of had that for the last 10 days, I think, you know, starting mm, with I've definitely had a good whatever. buzz, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's that's a great place to be in. But no, and it's, no I, don't, I, I don't think so, you know. Um, just don't, like, don't do anything that causes you to be surprised. So don't try any new food or, you know, all that stuff, you know. Don't, yeah, nothing new. But, nothing new so don't invite surprises you know like oh geez i didn't know my stomach felt like that when i ate 20 fig rolls or something you know? <laughs> yeah. i do love fig rolls how did you know that jesus yeah, vinnie well, you're good you know? I, <laughs> you well. I know by the look of this guy likes fig rolls <laughs> well. he's been challenging me to more and more games of one-on-one in basketball and each and every time he does it i'm like Okay, <laughs> I'm so careful of my ankles in these games. We might just be shooting free throws for the next couple of weeks. With I, I, don't, I, I don't want to be hearing about basketball. Now, <laughs> honestly, like, if, if, you, if you ring me up and tell me you twisted your ankle or something, I'll be like, you're an idiot. You know, <laughs> what are you doing? You know? Got it. That is the coaching that you can expect if you enlist Vinnie Mulvey into your project, whatever it is you're training for. Give him a shout, Vinnie Mulvey fitness.ie thank you so much Vinny we'll talk to you again next week thanks Charlotte that is our show for this week you have been listening to the Cove 10 mile road race sights and sounds episode in full we've made this one available for everybody but of course there is more over on patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad you can watch that video back from the race itself and each week get double size episodes with Sonia and Vinny in the lead up to the London City Marathon as very special thanks to everyone in Cove Ballymore Cove Athletic Club Heather Sillard in particular Terry Murphy Sonia Sullivan of course and the hospitality that they showed us the welcome they gave the whole squad down there Really, if you haven't booked in April 7th for 2024 for your 10-mile road race in Cove, get on it now. Book your hotel room at the Commodore. The rooms are available now. And as far as I know, that's a decent little tip that that's when it's going to happen. It's not confirmed yet, but get in there. This is going to be huge next year. Massive thanks to everybody who's been in touch. Podcast at gmail.com is the best way to contact me. I'd love to hear from you. If you've got a question for Sonia, if you'd like to sponsor the show or anything whatsoever, get in touch. I never felt so much like a